everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Teddy and Lisa. My name is Teddy Parsons. Sadly, Lisa did not show up to work today, so I have asked HR to initiate a formal investigation into this matter. Just kidding, of course. My beautiful co-host is enjoying some quality time with her family, and we wish her an amazing day. I am so excited to announce that today I have an incredible special guest, co-host, Dr. Sharon Bland-Brady. Welcome, Dr. B, to the podcast, and thanks for hanging out with me today. So tell our listeners something about you and all your fabulousness. Thank you, Teddy. Asking me to join today on Real Talk with Teddy and Lisa is amazing. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to co-host with you this morning. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. I work for the state of Michigan as our project manager for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And um, I also sit on the MyDAC board. Um, And I also am a HYPE recreation board member. And I also have a beautiful family. And I've been working for the state of Michigan for 27 years. I run our fraud unit, our internship program. And so I'm just so excited to be here with you, Teddy, today, and Mr. Hall. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. B. Would you please do me the honor of welcoming our special guest to the podcast? Yes, I would be honored to. Today, we welcome Vaster Hall, the co-founder and president of Catalyst for Change, a nonprofit located in the Southeast Michigan. Good morning, Mr. Baxter. How are you today? (laughs) Dr. B, it's a pleasure to meet you. Teddy, good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Again, welcome and thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Oh gosh, thanks for having me. Yeah, so who is Baxter and what should our listeners need to know about you? Well, um, first of all, um, I'm a man of faith. Um, I'm a a family man, uh, wife and uh, two children. And then after that, I do a number of things. I got my my hands uh, hands pretty full uh, in in the nonprofit world, doing some things um, in the Ferndale area, Oakland County. Um, what I what I do for a living, I'm in the insurance world as an insurance broker on the employee benefit side. Um, I really enjoy service, <clears throat> and it kind of it impacts me. Each you know whether I'm you know serving my friends and family, whether I'm serving. Uh, the community or, you know, even in the, in the sales and, you know, consultative sales world. And my, in my standpoint, it's very service related as well. Thanks again, uh, Baxter, for sharing that information. We will be sure to list your information about you and the nonprofit under the episode narrative for today's podcast. So Baxter, I say CFC, See what I did there? I shortened Catalyst for Change so I can sound cool, which probably did not work. It has (laughs) has four pillars that you focus on. They are economic development, mental health, education, and leadership. How do these four pillars drive your mission and vision? Well, the CFC was started about uh, over a year ago, and we really looked at some of the things that we were missing and we could have used. 20 years uh, prior when we were in high school. And um, Ferndale is an amazing sort of melting pot. 
It's always been very, very diverse, but we knew that there were ways that it could be improved upon. And so we really started to really uh, tackle things ago. How can we really add some value to what's going on and what would have benefited us? And, and based on conversations we were having with, with folks, faculty and community, where could, where could we be of most assistance? So, uh, you know, the, the mental health piece uh, obviously is, is something that it's becoming less taboo. Um, I, I think we've, you know, needed true, true therapy for years and years, maybe didn't identify it as that way. We want to be able to give the, the children an opportunity to, to, uh, to talk, share their experiences in a safe space, and then also um, be able to, to get some guidance and maybe, uh, you know, help, help lead them in the, in the right direction. Um, as it relates to economic development and like the, the financial literacy piece, I mean, I still need financial literacy courses, right? I mean, um, I'm working with a new um, investment uh, or wealth, you know, manager um, as we speak, just trying to make sure that my my um, my finances are in place. And I think that the earlier you can learn that stuff, um, the the better off you're going to be. Um, the education, clearly, we, we want to be able to provide tutoring. We want to be able to provide um, you know, career fairs. And we want some of these young uh, Black kids and all kids of color to see uh, professionals and in, in industries that look like them so that they can sort of, you know, they say that you can't, you have to see it to believe it, right? So um, be able to, to pair these folks up, bring in professionals, and just expose them to, to different experiences. And um, the, the last piece um, that's, that's really on the front burner right now is our mentorship program. Um, you know, again, we're, we're trying to pair up uh, mentors with, with uh, mentees, but not to prepare them for any particular path, but whatever that path may be post high school. It's not gonna be college for everyone. It's gonna be college for a lot. It's gonna be skilled trades. It's going to be the, the military potentially. We just wanna be able to say, okay, let's help you with this uh, roadmap let's, based on your interests and your strengths so that you're not expected to go, you know, you're a square and they want you to fit into this round pig. So we're really just trying to provide experience exposure and a roadmap for success post high school. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that information, Baxter. I see on your website that you are committed to growing and empowering the next set of leaders and innovators. What do you believe is the number one barricade that today's youth face? What is holding them back for the future of success? Wow. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of, um, I think this exposure is a big thing and I'll probably overuse that word today because um, I heard it uh, say so eloquently that I, I, I'll, I'll just borrow that exposure equals expansion. And I, and I think about myself as a young high schooler. Um, I, I was not a bad, I was a good student. I was a, a slightly above average student. 
Um, I didn't cause a lot of fuss. I wasn't a troublemaker, but I was not sort of in the spotlight for, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a straight A student in honor classes, although maybe I could have been. Um, I wasn't getting in trouble, getting sent to the principal's office. And I just, you know, I could have, I could have fallen through the cracks. And I think there's a, a lot of people um, and that kind of grew up in a similar fashion where they're just, they, they got along, they did well, they had friends, uh, but they really didn't have a lot of guidance, a lot of mentoring, a lot of um, someone sort of taking them under their wing and said, okay, what, what do you want to do? So I, I think one of the, the biggest keys that we want to do and, and um, in the nonprofit and just in any opportunity to mentor uh, folks is just help them find themselves. I think once you find yourself, uh, then everything else becomes much easier. Thanks so much, Baxter, for sharing that information. What can we do as community members, teachers, pastors, family and friends to help the next generation to be successful? I think you have to let the uh, the generation know that you care. I think they need to know that you're sort of um, in the game with them, right? That you're not, that we're not sitting on two sides of, of, you know, of the table. We're sitting on the same side of the table and that their uh, success is important to us. And many times we, we talk about what the youth, what they're not doing um, but we're not always extending ourselves to help help them um, see uh, maybe some some different ways they could go about some things. But then also putting ourselves in, in, in their shoes and trying to say, OK, well, if I was a young person at this age, based on my experiences, you know, um, you know, what would be beneficial to me? Right. And that empathy, I think, goes goes a long way and just keeping those lines of communication open. Awesome. What do you like most about what you do at CF? What really inspires you and what drives Baxter? Well, um, this, this whole piece. Um, so back in 2012, um, myself and, and some of the folks that started CFC, we started a, a scholarship program uh, called the Greenman Group um, for, for graduating Ferndale High School um, students. And it was something that was sort of my brainchild in 2008, 2009. And, and I wanted to roll out these other avenues, but we just, we just, it, the timing wasn't right. Um, we've been, you know, the mentoring piece, the, 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 the internship programs and the things that we want to do, it just, I was, you know, my eyes were, were bigger than my stomach, as they say. Um, and we were all much younger, you know, just really starting our families and everything. And, and um, the, the thing that we did every year, we, you know, very proud of that we've been able to give a scholarship every year to a graduating senior, at least one. Um, and so this is sort of like a continuation of, of what we started out and you know several you know over 10 years ago just really wanted to work with the community stay connected and 
not be so far removed that we forgot how it was um, kind of growing up and and um, the opportunity to shorten someone's learning curve is 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 um, it's a wonderful opportunity I think that we have. So Baxter, if we're looking back, what would you tell 20 year old Baxter and what advice would you give him from the lessons you've now learned? Wow. Um, I would have, I would have talked to him about, you know, about fear. Um, in my old age, I, I turned uh, 40 this year. Uh, I, I think about this very often, um, how my ego protected me or tried to protect me from things that I was fearful of and how so much of my strength comes in my vulnerability now. And I just, um, I, I would tell them to not be afraid of, um, you know, his, you know, insecurities to embrace, embrace those things and to learn to, to love, you know, every aspect of himself. So um, Baxter, um, our listeners can't see Dr. B's and I's face, but when you said you're old age of 40, I'm sure we both just grimaced. Dr. B, your thoughts? <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, wow. <laughs> We're both like, oh, he's just young. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, right. so yeah, just playing. Okay, sorry, Dr. B. I took your time there. Go ahead. <laughs> so let's face forward now. Where do you think you will see Baxter in the next three years? Next three years. Well, um, so I work for Capnick Insurance Group as as a broker. Um, And I I mentioned that because, uh, um, you know, in my second season, they're uh, a great, great company, uh, you know, privately held. And what, and something clicked. Dr. B, um, several months ago, is that if I can handle my business with with Kaepernick and if I can continue to bring on new clients on the employee benefits side and and continue to do the the, uh, similar work that I've done as far as just the outreach and the networking, um, that it'll allow me more opportunities to do to do more of, on the service side of things. So a lot of our, our business is relationship driven, you know, whether we're attending fundraisers, whether we're sponsoring events. Um, in three to five years, I would love to be um, even more prominent, you know, CFC be more prominent in the community, working with other community leaders and being able to, to leverage the insurance industry to, to uh, maybe help folks get introduced to it that may not otherwise have known about it. Um, and other industries that, that they may not realize that are that stable, that you can make good money in, and that it, it, it doesn't matter what role you're in, right? Whether you're in a marketing piece, whether you're in accounting, there's a role in, in, in the insurance industry for you. So I want to help um, sort of create that awareness and also, you know, just do a great job um, in my business role so that I can continue to, to, to help the community as much as I can. 
Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, our time together is coming to an end. Teddy and I want to thank you again for joining us today on the podcast. We have truly enjoyed our conversation and we look forward to seeing you on a future podcast. You can find out more about Baxter and the CFC under the episodes tab at tlrealtalk.com. That's T-L-R-E-A-L-T-A-L-K.com. Thank you again, Baxter. Thank you, guys. So Baxter, uh, before we close out here, um, uh, do you want to share with our listeners any parting words or the website address, which we'll have under the episode narrative for CFC? Um, the, the website is catalyst, the number four, change.net. Um, but just to listeners, I, I'll just say that you all are capable. You all are capable. We just have to lean into who, who we are and um, and and be okay with that. And, and and I think greatness is right on the other side of that. That once we sort of learn to, to accept ourselves. Yeah. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Real Talk with Teddy and Lisa. Uh, and with my special co-host, I want to thank Dr. Sharon Bland Brady for being with me today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, no matter where life's journey takes you, it's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee, some hot tea, or a martini, and let's keep it real.